0: because sometimes the things that become a part of you you get used to it and when you are not careful you also take it for granted you know and as a church we are generally a church that you know we don't do this whole man of god man of god but it doesn't mean we shouldn't honor our pastor it doesn't mean we shouldn't honor our father do you understand what i'm saying it doesn't mean that we should become so familiar that we just take a lot of things for granted So we are not taking you for granted. We appreciate the effort you put in. We appreciate, you know, all that you inspire us to do. And we will not let you down. We will show you how much you helped us in 2020 by what we do in 2021. Somebody say amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Yeah. And uh, like Reverend always does, the year is ending, so you are stuck with me. You are stuck with me. So pray that the year will end quickly. So that your life will get normal. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but what is normal anyway? Yeah, because 2020 was normal, but we say it's not normal. Yeah, so, yeah, amitou, I'm mean normal. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alfred. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah. And um, as a church. We don't want to just, you know, have this whole thing about the extent of how 2020 was bad, how 20 whatever. We want to acknowledge that, yeah, it was a tough year. It was a sad year in some some seasons. It was a struggle, you know. Some have lost loved ones, dear ones, you know. Some fell ill and are even still struggling to recover. Some fell ill and recovered, you know some got covered; they didn't even know they had it, and just made it through, just slipped through, started, whatever. But, in all things, we are thankful. So, we have to analyze the year, assess the year, look at it, but let's not stay in that. You know, we have to be able to learn the lessons of 2020, do you understand? And use it well in 2021. And so, as the month and the year draws close, you want to be able to plan for 2021, but don't just plan, but see what 2020 meant. Because in 2019, December, you planned for 2020. Yeah, but what happened in 2020? We had unmatched expectations. I mean, where the expectation went, even if you dreamt, those of us who like sci-fi movies, you, you wouldn't even have thought that. I mean, this one's Star Trek has not got anything on 2020. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Wakanda Forever has nothing on 2020. You know, this is real sci fi on a whole new level, you, you know? And I also believe that 2020 was a year of recalibration, retuning, resetting, isn't it? Yeah. We have a certain Wi Fi in my house. Either hey, Wi Fi. It will be there. Nothing has happened. Nobody has touched it. And to just not mind you, then you have to go and reset it. And to come on for a day or two, yeah, and you have to reset it. 2020 is like my Wi-Fi. You have to go and reset. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. If you didn't reset in 2020, you will drown. you drown. Because if you are trying to use 2019 mindset in 2020, you won't survive. Do you understand? If you are the kind that you always have to go out for a coffee with friends, you always have to meet up, you always have to uh, go to the movie. I'm preaching about somebody. You always have to, you know, yeah. uh, Can I go a bit deeper? If you are somebody, you always want a hug, you always want a kiss from both loved ones and strangers. Can I go back further? If you are somebody, it's okay, it's okay, you people. You know, you, you have to recalibrate because there's no coffee shop and there's no Nando's and there's even McDonald's that you despised. Yeah, you know, we had to find other ways to have affirmation for those of us that always needed people to say you're looking nice to say that, oh, I'm blessed by you. Thank you. You know, I like your dress. Oh, your makeup looks great. Hey, this is your new weaves. 2020. We all went. (laughs) Some people wore pajamas for 242 days. Preach, pastor, preach, pastor, preach. (laughs) I mean, we had to go and find different kinds of You know, morning coats, different. Now, instead of getting new shoes, new now you need woolly uh, morning coat, silk morning coat. Because remember, we went through spring, summer, and winter. (laughs) So it was seasonal. Yeah, yeah. We had to get gray, light color, bright color, spring color. Oh, the only problem is that when they say, uh, turn your zoom on, then we have a problem. The other thing that 2020, (laughs) yeah, and because, you see, the other thing also 2020 did was to expose our relationships and our marriages. Yeah, because now there was no um, mute button in the house. You see, when you're angry with your wife or your husband, You can go and visit a friend. You and I are in this house. Fire or no fire, we are here. And we are distancing in the kitchen. (laughs) You open the cupboard on the left, I open the cupboard on the right. Yeah. Our marriages, our homes were exposed. Here we are with our children. They are not going to any school 9 to 3 or 8. They are here with you. They are here. This is when all the time you've been telling your children, I'm really good at maths. I'm really good at science. I'm really good at the... Yo, now, mommy, daddy, here is my homework, you know. Can you help me with this? Um, H2O plus O2, what, what is it? <laughs> we were exposed. We were exposed, you know? Yeah. You couldn't switch your camera off so that nobody can see your face. Yeah. That was 2020. Yeah, it's true. People thought they were, they had a very, they are very calm, they are very temperate, they have a very good temper. Till lockdown. At a point you see your spouse and you are like, Lord, may the experience of Enoch Come upon her, that she may be taken away. <laughs> and so we had to confront it. We had to confront it. We had to confront Some of us, you say, oh, I'm very sanguinic. I'm very bubbly. You know, as for me, I'm a people's person. I, me, I never get sad. I never get moody. You know? Yeah, me, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just how I am. I'm just a friendly person. Now you, your room. Your TV, your phone, your space, and your joy. (laughs) Yeah. You will realize that all of us have shortfalls. All of us have areas in our lives that, but by the grace of God, if we don't let God fill those gaps, we can't manage. We can't cope. We'll be challenged. I tell you. Some have experienced great pain in this season. Yes. Because either they have an abusive husband or even an abusive wife. Yes. I'll tell you, some people have suffered great loss, even on their physical being. because they're, And they are shocked that the man had that capacity within him. So what are the lessons we are learning? Yeah, because 2021 is coming, and by the grace of God, your prayer meeting will not be on Zoom for you to fall asleep and show us a picture of yourself <laughs> kneeling by your bed. <laughs> and, and and show us a picture, you know, yeah. And then, how many, are, they, they said that one of them was used words in the, the dictionary was mute, isn't it? Yeah, unmute yourself. You are on mute. <laughs> yeah. In 2021, by the grace of God, we will have that. Yeah. 2020 realized made you realize that you are not prayerful. It's because we used to have church prayer and you have to come. And everybody's walking up and down and praying. so you are walking down and praying. So we all assumed you were you were prayerful. Till so you had to join on Zoom. Then you realize that you are not prayerful at all. Oh, sometimes you mute the thing, then you eat, then you finish you <laughs> Uh, You think we don't know? Let me tell you, there are techniques in finding out certain things on Zoom. (laughs) But you know what? In this year that is approaching us, and this year where they are finishing, we started a year with Reverend telling us and teaching us about unrestrained love, isn't it? And we want to end the year talking about the blessing of unrestrained love, the blessing of this love affair, that we have with god because i believe that this love has actually sustained us through this season you know and i also truly believe that 2020 has taught us a lesson for me one of the main lessons i realized was the fact that you know we've always said that you know be motivated you know you need motivation to do this you need motivation but i realized that lockdown even creates a situation where you cannot even get motivated Yeah, you cannot get motivated. So we need to move from motivation to a higher level and be inspired by God. Be inspired, have some divine inspiration. You know, Job 32, let's read it. The Bible says in verse 8, but there is a spirit in man and the almighty God. The inspiration of the almighty gives it understanding. Amen. And he says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. That's 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for a, for a correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly finished unto all good works. So, uh, my prayer for us is that when you come to church, when you are studying the Bible, when you are listening to a message, we are not, you shouldn't aim that, you know, the message is not just supposed to excite you, the Word of God is not just supposed to push you, but the Word of God is supposed to set a fire in you, trigger something in you. So that, because when you are inspired, you bring out things. Do you understand? You reach for things. When you are motivated, it's more outwardly. You do things. But the problem with motivation is that it has a very short time span. And you need consistent motivation. Do you understand? You are doing well. Keep it up. It's good. You know, ah, you're a good singer. Oh, you're a good preacher. Oh, you're good. And then, but when you are inspired, you don't need that expression. Yeah. And we all had to pull things from within. And so when there was nothing within, some people backslid. Some people gave up on God. Some people lost their faith. Do you understand? Because it was all outwardly. It was all based on church is exciting. Church is nice. My church is great. No, because it has to come from within. And for us to receive the blessings that is in this unrestrained love. Unrestrained love, a love that has no ending, no beginning. You cannot just operate in it from a level of motivation, do you understand? Yeah, marriages that last don't survive on motivation. It has to come from within, do you understand? Yes, an exciting relationship can last for six months, and they'll say six months of heaven, and 25 years of hell, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) But it has to come from a place where good or bad, night or day, summer or winter, we are in it. Do you understand? And scripture will teach us that there are so many blessings that come from this amazing love affair, this amazing love that we have been exposed to. And we don't only have to tap into the blessing of the unrestrained love. We don't only have to tap into what God is for to us, who God is to us. You know, because for a lot of Christians, and I'm speaking to you online too, we know our rights in God. We know our inheritance in God. We know our benefits in God. We know what is ours as a child of God. But do we know what our responsibilities also are in God? Do we know what he also expects of us? Yeah. Because, you see, selfish Christians could not really survive 2020. A lot of the time, there were opportunities for us to help somebody, be there for somebody, encourage somebody. Deuteronomy chapter 11. I pray that we will do well. Not from what others determine, but from what God determines for us. And we're going to read a little bit about this unrestrained love. I'm going to preach for approximately six and a half minutes, and then we'll go. Next Sunday we'll be here. And as Pastor Sam said, please, all the ladies and the men, we are all coming to support for the Sisters Overflow Conference on the 19th and the 20th. And uh, I'm just thinking about it that we have... Four more Sundays, and the year has ended. It's exciting, I tell you. Deuteronomy 11, I'm going to read from the NLT. I'm reading from verse 8 to 16. So, Pastor William, I said I'm preaching for six and a half minutes. As soon as it ends, just tell me. You can switch the light off. Did Reverend tell you when we used to have a service in um, a certain uh, high school called... um, Holt School, Holt School in Lauselles, those who've ever lived in Birmingham. If we are supposed to finish our evening service at 8 o'clock, by 8.02, the caretaker will stand at the door. By 8.03, he'll stand by the plaque. 8.05. <laughs> and darkness covered the surface of the deep <laughs> Verse 8, therefore be careful to obey every command I am giving you today. Do you know that motivation makes it more difficult to obey God's word? Inspiration makes it easier to obey God's word. Yeah, otherwise it becomes rules, do's and don'ts. What when you are inspired? you know what the word means, not because somebody has explained something to you, but you know it within you. Do you understand? The spirit of a man, it says that the inspiration of God gives it understanding. And so when you understand something, you do it well. When you understand, when you understand as a wife, do you understand, that, you know, honoring your husband brings great blessings. It's different from when you think there's something that you have to Obey or submit, or it's a struggle. Yeah. But when you have understanding, a deeper understanding, and you are inspired, you realize that telling your husband, may I have various names for reverend, depending on the purpose and the need of the day. Yes. And you see that it draws things out. <laughs> Christmas is coming, so I have to change. Christmas is coming. I have to change the names towards Christmas. Oh, Bishop. Okay. <laughs> you see. Then it says that, so you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to enter. My prayer for you is that let the word of God be the source of your strength because it gives you sustained strength for the coming year, for the land you are going to, for the season you are going to, for the next phase of your life, for the next period of your life, for where you are going to, for the new job you are going to do, for the marriage you are about to enter, for the marriage that you are in, for the sustained strength. And he says that if you obey, you will enjoy a long life. In the land, you know, I was looking at the scripture and I was like, it means that you can have long life and it won't be enjoyable. Do you know there are people who have lived for many, many years? When they open their mouth, it's a lot of misery. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's also an obedience to God that will cause you to live long and not just live long, but enjoy that living long. It's a blessing to enjoy your days. How many of you know that? Yes, it's a blessing to enjoy your days. It's a blessing to go through the day and get the opportunity to smile, get the opportunity. And you only do that when you know where your source is coming from and who is giving you, where your petrol, where you buy. You know that when there are some petrol stations, I think Shell is one of those, when you go, they have diesel, regular saver. They have the one that is premium, whatever, isn't it? There's a difference. There's a difference from when man says I love you and when God says I love you. The the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors and to you, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land you are about to enter and take over, it's not like the land of Egypt from which you came. I want to encourage somebody that the year that we are going in, the season we are going in, it's not like the season that we came out from. Do you know the book of Deuteronomy is one of those books that sort of teaches us, you know, about the faithfulness of God in a very difficult season. Do you know that? The season that the Israelites went, were going through that time, having come out of Egypt, and I believe that 2020 is one of those seasons that God is bringing. He says that it will not be like the land of Egypt from which you are coming, where you planted your seed and made irrigation ditches with your foot as in a vegetable garden. I told you that we are going to use the month of December to assess 2020. To take out the lessons from 2020 and to prepare ourselves, and he's saying that where you are coming from, you were able to grow vegetable garden and you were able to just use your foot to make you know how many of us have ever grown anything? or oh, your brown fingers, green fingers? Me I have brown fingers, so I, I fall into that category where we use our foot to make ditches and we put the seed inside. But how many of us know that? A vegetable farm is a very light one. Do you know that? Even a storm can destroy the whole farm. Oh, tomato planting is not a joke. It's a, even your foot You use your foot to move small sand. You pour the seed in. You go and sleep and wake up. Your tomato is there. Then he continues and says that rather the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain. So what is encouraging us and is teaching us is that, listen... 2020, we just, we went through it. Do you understand? We just had to make sure you know, we didn't drown. We just had to make sure we could survive. We just had to make sure that we kept healthy. We kept well. We just had to make sure that at least we could feed our family. We could feed ourselves. We could pay our rent. We could pay our mortgage. You know, we could pay our bills. We just had to make it through. We just had to see it through. Just a little, you know, a vegetable garden. Just We're just doing pepper and tomatoes and little bits. But now, as I have taken you through this, I'm taking you to a place where it's hills and valleys. You know that when you are dealing with hills and valleys, you can't use your foot to make holes. You cannot. In fact, the the King James talks about the fact that it will rain. Put the King James on there. The verse 11. Yeah. It says that. But the land whether you go to possess is a land of hills and valleys and drinks water of the rain of heaven. When you have a vegetable farm, even if you have a cup, you can water it and to keep growing. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, you have some small, it's sprinkle. But now when we are going to deal with hills and valleys, we, it, it can only drink water. From heaven, rain. It needs rain to water it. Have you ever gone into a forest? Can you imagine going to a forest with your cup? <laughs> yeah. What am I saying? Let our mindset shift. 2020 has taught us that things are so seasonal, so periodic. I will do this next year. I will do this next year. I will do... No, you have to do it now. Prepare for it now. Try it now. Go for it now. And it's not going to be easy. And it's not going to be a walkthrough. It's not going to be a simple thing. Especially for us as Christians. We should move away from easy things. From simple things. So long as I have them. So long as they having, you know, this earth is not my own. No. God is giving us hills and valleys. And he's going to provide the rain for it. Hallelujah. Which means you and I have to toughen up. Yeah. We have to toughen up. We have to be ready to take certain chances, to take certain risks, to walk in certain places, to make appearance. Yeah, it might be scary. Have you ever stood on a hill? I ain't standing on no hill. I don't even do bridges, let alone hill, unless God say so. Yeah, you can't climb on a hill the way you climb. You know, up. some of us we see this road. What's this road? Kekso Road. That's our hill. Hey, I walked all the way up to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a hill and a valley means it's going to be up and down, good days and bad days. Yeah, victories, some failures, successes, victories, disappointments, discouragements. Yeah, but what is he's saying? He says that, listen, it will drink water. Of the rain of heaven, which means that so long as the Word of God, so long as the Spirit of God is sustaining you, then it means that whether it's hill time or valley time, you will still be fruitful you'll still be planting. You'll still be expanding. You'll still be enlarging. As a church, I believe God is speaking to us that we are not going to do vegetable garden. We are not going to be using our food to do little things. We are not going to try. God is going to stretch us and push us and move us. He says that a land that the Lord your God cares for. He watches Over it through each season of the year. The King James says that from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And that is what a Christian must know. Your pastor must stop telling you that God is always with you, even in the good times and in the bad season. You must have that assurance. You must have that belief that He never leaves me, He never forsakes me. He watches over me in January all through to December. Whether I'm feeling excited, whether there's great things or not, he watches over me. He watches over me. He watches over me. Whether I'm happy, whether I'm lonely, whether I'm sad, whether I have a battle, whether I have whatever it is, he watches over me. But it must not come from somebody telling you. It must come from you having a knowing that you know, that you know, that you know. That you know. If you are careful if you carefully obey all the commands I'm giving you today and if you love and if you love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and your soul if you love the Lord your God and serve him i believe that unrestrained love comes with service this unconditional love this overflowing love this listen a proper love affair there has to be service It has to be served, it has to be maintained, it has to be taken care of, it has to be looked after, and that is why our reflection of our love for God is in our service to God. It's not by what you say. Listen, many people say I love you, but many, very few people can perform it. Oh, that's why I love you, how many words is it? Three. Oh, it's not a joke, even if it will get you out of issues. Abraham said it. He said, hey, listen, when we get there, tell them that I'm your brother, you know. Show some love there. Show some love there. That you can say. But it has to operate on action, on service, on service. And that is why for those of us even who are in CICC, you must serve God in the house of God. You know, you can't tell me that, oh, this is my church. I love this church. What do you do? What do you do? You can't say, I love God. I love God. How do you serve God? How do you serve God? And you see, our serving of God is not by telling him, God, I love you, and crying, and all those things. No, 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 no. He says that it's by the love we show to one another. Do you understand? It's by what people experience through us. And that is what will show them that we love God. How can you say you love God who you do not see? When you don't love your brother who is by you. People who need help. People who need you to be there for them. That's why I told you that it's not just about our rights. It's not about our inheritance. But it's also about our responsibility. Our unrestrained love comes with responsibility. It comes with responsibility. Stop saying, I'm the head of the house. I'm the husband. I'm the man. And begin to act responsibly. Behave responsibly. Behave responsibly. Yes. Hey, you're the head of the home. When you need five pounds, come and ask your wife. Even if you push it, you ask your son or your daughter. No. No. You are supposed to save them. You are supposed to. Yeah. Say you are a Christian. You are, we are supposed to serve unbelievers so that they will come to know Christ. We are supposed to introduce Christ to them. Let me finish. We are going home soon. Then he will send the rains in their proper seasons. The early and latter rains. So you can bring in your harvest of grain, new wine, and olive oil. Verse 16 says, But be careful, don't let your hearts be deceived, so that you turn away from the Lord and serve and worship other gods. I've been so moved by this thing because I realized that, you know, just as when we're fighting, uh, you know, the devils in my father's house, the, all those things, we have to deal with them, but as soon as they become what we worship and what we serve, and that is what this disease is becoming, is becoming what we worship and what we serve and what we look up to and what we operate by, rather than treating as something that we have to deal with, do you understand? confront it, But life must go on, and we must move on, and we must progress. (laughs) There are many things that deceive us to fall out of love with God. To fall out of love with the things of God. Yeah, even the devil has been speaking to some of us that this God, God, this God, God, what did he do for you in 2020? But I want to challenge you that if you like, sit down for a few minutes and write down everything that has happened this year and everything that you say you have gone through this year and also list all the things that God has done for you in this year in spite of the COVID-19. You will know that God has done great things for you. Pastor Sam, am I lying? Yes. Yeah. Didn't you become a doctor? I don't even know why we're calling Pastor Sam. sorry, Dr. Sam. You know, I, I gave that challenge to Reverend, I gave it to Kieran. I said, Kieran, don't when people are having a chorus and they are singing second verse, don't just join the song. Yeah, you graduated. Even the grade you were not expecting, God gave it to you. And and yesterday I told you, I said, listen, if you there was a for you, the lockdown 1.0 was a blessing for you to come home face to face with your mother and your father who were looking into your eyes and into your book and tormenting you, finish well, finish hard. <laughs> he will write his dissertation. I'll go through it and I'll cancel all of it. Then you will go and rewrite it. Then you say, I'll show it to you. just see it. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Yeah. But if he was far away, I, I won't be there to do that. And what I'm saying is that for all of us, if we we'll take a moment and just analyze, we'll realize that, the big picture may look gloomy. The big picture, but if you look at all the little 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 things, you realize that God came through. God sustained us somehow. God fed us somehow. God showed us mercy somehow. He helped us somehow. I'm just going to mention the first thing we are going. The unrestrained love is long lasting and is enduring. It's long-lasting and it's enduring. It's long-lasting and it's enduring. When you read Psalm 136, when you read it from the NLT, I tell you that his faithful love endures forever. And he says it from the verse 1. Every single verse to the last verse to the very last verse. When you go and read Psalm 136, because I want us to close now. He said, oh, the Lord of lords, we give you thanks for your faithful love endures forever. It goes on. He says that in our weaknesses, your faithful love endures forever. He says that the verse 23, he says that he remembered us in our weaknesses, his faithful love endures forever. Verse 24 says that he saved us from our enemies, his faithful love Endures forever. Verse 25, he says he gives us food. He gives food to every living thing. People who serve him, people who don't serve him, people who love God, people who don't love God. He gave every one of us food to eat. His faithful love and forever. Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for your faithful love and forever. Just write